Sorry. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin Drew with your sneak peek at next week, episode number 607. For comics originally releasing January the 12th and January the 13th. Before Drew and I get into what's coming up in your local comic book shops this coming week, Drew, we're going to do something a little bit different here this week, aren't we, brother? Uh, yeah, we're a little bit. We First, we've got to take care of some, some feedback and... Um, so, some things that came in last week that I ignored, um, <laughs> and I shouldn't have, was a, a lot of folks asking, how's Kyle? How's his family? Uh, how's the COVID situation? So uh, Alive and well. Alive and well. We've, we've beaten everything back. We're uh, back to good. We're out of quarantine. Um, we've taken our antibodies and our, our, our months of supposed, uh, you know, ability to wear it off a second, you know, get of it or whatever or should be immune and we're just uh we're doing well now fantastic um patrick enhoff wants to know hey i listen to the podcast like i always do on saturdays and notice you questioned some of the titles on the sales list x-men 13 and cable both had first appearances for x of swords also those timeless variants from ross spidey 40 spidey 49 was legacy 850 Spawn mm. 311 was a Chadwick Bozeman tribute. Um, and when I was on the list, I could just hit the hyperlink to eBay sales of the comic. Good luck with the show and Godspeed. Thank you, Patrick, for clarifying that. Yeah, we, we sometimes get confused. <laughs> and we don't know what we're talking about. But we do our best. <laughs> I immediately looked at things. I was like, ah, these aren't right. And then immediately did no research for that point. Yes. Uh, Eric wants to know, hey, whatever happened to the Hero Initiative contest? Well, um, we suck and didn't get much of it done. Um, we didn't really make it a lot of headway. Um, we like to blame COVID for this and punt and say, you know, we're going to try it again in 2021. So we'll re we'll rejigger the contest, uh, relaunch it, and. Um, who take that hundred dollars, reinvest it in comics and sell comics throughout the year and then invest profits back into Hero Initiative because we but did a terrible means, job. If people, yeah, by all means, if, uh, if y'all did it the right way, um, send us kind of your, your, what happened at the end and how much you made. And if you want to restart it for this year, if you found it uh, fulfilling yeah. and good stuff, because we, we are big, uh, proponents of the hero initiative and we do want to make sure they get their money and that yes. we do give them a real shot and they deserve you know uh a lot more work than we put in 2020 unfortunately yes, yes. well we uh we just got out of it and uh, we got out of the habit and then uh didn't get it taken care of so we're going to try again and um try to do a better job this time around in 2021 um Mark wants to know, has DC's decisions and distribution changes, their future state lineup, uh, some of the other decisions they've made, has that damaged them enough in your eyes or others that you think Image can take over the number two slot um, from from them? Um, wow. that's uh, I don't think so. Uh I think when you look at, because Image hasn't, like, like if this was Image back in 2013, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I might say, hey. Not only would I say yes, possibly, but I'd probably root for them. Yes, exactly. 2013, 2015, 2016, those, those years, Image was riding high, had lots of great titles. Um, most of those titles are gone, and yeah. they've replaced some with some, they've got still got quality stuff, but they're nowhere near what they were. And so, mm-hmm. although they probably are solid, a solid number three, um, yep. D, no, DC is always going to be number two, uh, I think. Kyle? Yeah, I, I, I get that DC's taking some hits and some slides, but I, I don't at all think they're even long-term hits. Um, I think this future state is, is more of a, hey, we're going to do something, but it also gives them the ability to kind of pause and... Uh, reflect on where they want to go with their future in my mind i'm hoping yeah Um, so i don't see like in my mind none of the things that they're doing now are any worse than some of the really dumb and bad stuff that our friends at marvel did in the last couple years either yeah so i mean i think this is just par for the course as far as what a big two does um when it's not hitting on all cylinders um so I mean, unfortunately, DC's just not doing anything to to excite me. They're, you know, not treating a lot of their comic shops great, and those are all things that I do not like and I do not like seeing. But none of it's enough to think that Batman can't live on, <laughs> as he always has. True, true. <laughs> Um, now, uh, what we wanted to do, because the uh, Cowabunga Deep Discount comic order form came out for January, so these are things um, that we'll order now, and they'll be coming out in March, um, mm. and we wanted to kind of go over some of those things. We're going to we're gonna split this up a little bit because it's so, uh, so big, and I think this week we're going to talk about the DC Connect uh, and the, the previews. Uh, I guess you can't call it DC previews anymore, but the DC Connect, which is DC previews, basically. Um, and we're yeah. going to just take a look at some of those. And we're looking at those. This is hot off the presses today for us. Just got them in. So uh, we're looking at it for the first time. And uh, we'll just see what DC is offering. And kind of kind of follows up with that with that question, that person's question. What, what are they doing after Future State? And um, let's take a look at it right now. And nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Turns out we don't need to write home about these things. Yeah, so there's an Infinite Frontier number zero. That looks kind of neat. Yeah, it appears, you know, from Infinite Frontier, the next phase of the DC Universe starts here. So Infinite Frontier is kind of our our jumping off point for the next phase of what they're doing. Because, of course, we're looking at January that's going to be coming out in March. So Future State is over. Yeah. Uh January, February, gives a glimpse into possible and more. Yeah, yeah. So then, we, and we, I see a Batman Urban Legends, which is under this Infinite Frontier banner. Yeah. Okay, but it, if we're looking at Infinite Frontier, we've got Scott Snyder, Jeff Johns, James Tinian, Josh Williamson, Jeffrey Thorne, Philip Kennedy. John oh, you're talking. Oh, Ryan, you're talking Michael about Bendis. Yeah, the launch title. You're talking about the launch title. I'm sorry. Yeah, the zero issue. Like we have everybody is everybody's on deck for writing and everybody's on deck for art for this. So it's just going to be a bunch of little tiny things. 
Uh, also, this issue is the return of Stargirl. But, okay, here's the thing that always bugs me. So this is your launch title. This is what you want everybody to buy going into the new stuff. Right, Drew? Yeah, sure. Why the freaking crap is it $8? <laughs> it didn't, like, didn't they do, like, a 25 center before when, when they do stuff like this? So Yeah. I mean, if, you, if you're like, hey, man, we're doing new and cool and awesome things. Jump on with us. You can trust us. Oh, by the way, it's 8 bucks. Yeah. You, you you made me mad. So so okay. So the so we've got uh Infinite Frontier, then we're looking at Batman Urban Legends, which art looks pretty nice. Got some art looks great. Yeah, we had Chip Zdarsky writing Batman. Um Matt Rosenberg, Stephanie Phillips. Interesting. Brand, so why do we have four writers? It's an anthology. So again, we got sixty-four pages. We got again eight dollars. Yeah, Batman may be the biggest name in Gotham, but there are a lot of other heroes and villains who will get a time to shine yep. in Batman Urban Legends. Uh, we've got- so I see. Yeah, I was gonna say I see some dope Red Hood art. So that's cool. Yeah, and then we got your boy uh, James Tinian doing the Joker. Um, this I like. Uh, it's a five-dollar book, forty pages. Um, Which means that the uh, the 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 cover B will be six dollars. <laughs> yeah. Yes, there's going to be a Frank Quietly variant. It's going to be um, Tina one in twenty five by Federica. One thing that's dope is if you look at the Joker on the bottom left hand side of the actual cover, it says also featuring Punchline. So it appears they're going to stick with that and Punchline going through, and she's even uh, featured on one of yeah. a couple of the variant covers as well. So I like that they're pushing through well with Punchline, and she's not going to be just kind of left. Yeah, I, I depending on the price, I'm looking at that Frank quietly, and I'm thinking I might need to get that. Yeah. And we have Infinite Frontier, Harley Quinn 52. This looks more murderous harley which i like where did you see 52 at huh you said harley quinn 52 sorry number one. Oh, i was also getting ready to make a correlation between infant frontier being essentially like the new version of new 52 oh i see what you're saying okay yeah so you think that's what it is they're reset setting all these characters i assume because that's the last time they were successful <laughs> Oh, look at them. Um, yeah, it looks like a new direction for Harley, so that's cool. So look at the team variant by Yoshitaki Amano. Does that art style remind you of anyone? You know, it looks, well, it looks almost like tattoo art style. I, I was thinking Peach Momoka. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. People are trying to jump on the Peach train yeah. with the, the very stylistic. It's nice that they're giving at the very least artists the abilities to be like all right write this or draw this character's cover Mm -hmm. in your own style whereas for the longest time everybody was just be a good artist and write it the way we want her to look or draw it the way we wanted her to look who's writing that harley quinn um that is going to be stephanie phillips okay i like her yeah uh suicide but so from the cover a it looks kind of more adult oriented more of uh maybe uh a not always good guy Harley, but they give us a peach into the internals, and I'm back to all AG Harley. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, we've got Suicide Squad number one by Robbie Thompson. 
three ninety nine book. All right. Uh, Good to hear. We're back to Amanda Waller. Um, we gotta. I mean, other than Talon, I don't know that I care about anybody else who's in this squad. Yeah. Um, Swamp Thing relaunch with Ram V. I don't. I don't think I, don't I like Ram. him. I think the stuff I've read by him, I did not like that much, yeah. unfortunately. Um, we have Teen Titans Academy. Are we gonna are we gonna have some new Teen Titans here in this one by Tim Sheridan? Yeah, I'm in. Let's try this. Welcome to the Teen Titans Academy, packed with both new superpowered teens and numerous dark secrets. Teen Titan Academy students. Uh, body includes Shazam, a new Australian speedster, a trio of Gotham teens. Uh, I can't read because it's small. Obsessed with a bunch of Gotham teens obsessed with Batman, and one member of this first class will become the Deadly Red X. Yeah, interesting. And we're going to get things like Nightwing, Starfire, Raven, Cyborg. So it looks like with Teen Titans Academy, we're essentially going Professor X and the Mutant Academy. Yeah, so pretty cool. Uh, we have a regular Superman title that's returning uh, with issue yep, 29's continuing on. Um, who's the new? Philip Kennedy Johnson. Oh, okay. Right. With Phil Hester on art. That's cool. I could handle that. With a backup by Sean Lewis. Uh, action also returning. The same guy gets to write both of them. All right. So Bendis gone. They've put him out the pasture, or maybe... I'm hoping he's doing something of his own. I hope he does something somewhere, yeah. And then who gets to do Batman? We're down to Batman 106. James Tinney in the fourth. Still. Oh, come on. He had a good run. <laughs> and we're picking up on 106. We're continuing to go there. Jorge Jimenez on art on that. Uh, I like the art. The art looks really good. So it looks like there's um, some spoilers in the, the Batman 106 synopsis. So don't read that if... Uh, <laughs> You want to enjoy. Uh, Mariko Tamaki writing Detective now. Okay. And Dan Mora doing art interiors. Dan Mora on art and cover. That's awesome. Wow. If he's, if he's doing interior arts, he's going to be busy. He's not going to be able to do a lot of stuff, I wouldn't think. Yeah. I'm going to check that out. Jean yep. Luan Yang on Batman Superman, continuing with 16. And he didn't. He hasn't done that before, right? I uh, yes. He has been writing that. I don't know. Oh, okay. No, he, he's new. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, get ready for the start of a new era, uh, courtesy of writer Jean Luan Yang and artist Ivan Rice. And we're going to let Ram V do the Catwoman series, uh, continue to do that. He's been writing it since Joe. Joel's going to do covers still. Yeah. And Frizen's going to do bees. So that's all good. Uh, let's see who's taking over Flash. That's Jeremy Adams. Not familiar. Yeah. And Brandon Peterson doing art and cover. Yep, we're starting with the redemption of Wally West. Uh, Justice League is going to be... Bendis, baby. Bendis, there we go. He's found a spot. 
and Marquez doing the art. Mm-hmm. And we're doing multiple backup stories. Yeah. No, we're doing a backup story by Ram V, just one. And and Drew, I'm crying. I'm I'm tearing up. Why is that? Seeing it. Why? Night Nightwing written by Tom Taylor. Wow, isn't that great? Yeah. And so far, Bruno Redondo, not horrible on the cover eye. I like it. I like it. I'm in. I mean, I'm jumping. I mean, oh, I mean, I it, it could be stick figures if Tom Taylor's Tom writing Taylor's, it. Yeah. Um, um, you can write a flip book. Yeah, I'll, I'll read that stuff. Um, but yeah, it looks okay. He he looks a little beefy. Uh, he's drawn yeah. a little beefy, but I don't care. I, I want to yeah. read what Tom Taylor has to say about that. 100%. Uh, Becky Cloonan's taking over Wonder Woman. Uh, with um, with Michael Conrad, so co-writer, and Travis Moore doing the art. Jordi Belair doing a backup story in, in 770, awesome. so that would be interesting. I'd like to see what she does with that. 100%. Uh, we're, looks like we're going to continue to mine the Dark Knight's death metal mythos with Crime Syndicate number one. Uh, Andy Schmidt is taking over. Andy Schmidt is that the guy from um, the the comics training academy, comics experience? That that same. I don't know. He did all those panels at C two E two on how to write comics, how to draw comics, that sort of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Sounds got to right. be the same guy. <coughs> um, but Crime Syndicate is spinning out of Dark Knight's Death Metal, The Multiverse is Reborn, and Earth 3. So we're doing all kinds of crazy off-the-wall stuff with Crime Syndicate number one. Yeah. Um, Kernan McCown is doing the art. And um, let's see, cover Jim Chung, variant scan, and a backup story by Brian Hitch. Uh, we have Superman Red and Blue, a new miniseries. Um, this is going to be John Ridley, Wes Craig, Brandon Easton, Dan Waters, and Marguerite Bennett. They're considering it an anthology series. What do you think they mean by that? It means everybody gets an issue. That's what I was going to say, yeah. So, we're, so we'll probably get a full Ridley issue, a full Craig. Okay. I would guess, yeah. So it could be really uneven. Yeah. Or great. <laughs> or yeah, I was gonna say uh, sensational Wonder Woman. Stephanie Phillips gets that book as well. So a lot of these artists, a lot of these creators are getting multiple, multiple books. Mm-hmm. Ooh, is that the internal? Oh no, that's the different next book. Never mind. I was gonna say. Yeah, I hope not. As, what is this? This is a trade paperback. The mystery of the meanest teacher, yeah. a Johnny Constantine graphic novel. <laughs> yeah. Constantine is the least character I would make. All agey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the rest of these, are these all just going to be trades now? Is that is that everything for ongoing comics? Well, I don't, they can't be. I know they were paring down, but dang, dude. That didn't seem like a lot, did it? Yeah, I think we're, we might get into the Black Label stuff here after a bit. Because we're in American Vampires 1976, okay. number six. All right, there we go. Yeah, and we okay. Here we go. We have Black Man back at Black and White number four. But so that's going to continue. But on. let's just pause for a second. Um, yes. So that's all the mainline stuff. Then we've seen all the the DC proper books. Yeah, we we yeah. So okay. it looks like we've we've stopped with a lot of the 
tertiary stuff. We don't got any Batgirls. We don't got any Batman Beyonds. We don't yeah. have any Red Hoods, any Shazams, any yeah. yeah. Thank God we got Nightwing, man. We were probably lucky. Yeah, and I'll bet he was right there on that Mendoza line. Yeah. So as far as main lines concerned, it's thin. That's not a ton. No. But hopefully they're leaning into black label stuff as well. Um, we've got Batman Black and White. You mentioned uh, Chip's. Chip's going to be writing some of this as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Batwoman, Catwoman, Batman, Catwoman. I forgot that's still going on. Uh, Tom King's going to get to finish that off. What was that? A nine, a twelve issue series or something? That was like that? twelve. The Harley Quinn White Knight is the Sean Murphy book. He's got to finish that there you up. Go. Yeah, give Sean Murray continue to give Sean Murphy his visionary stuff. I forgot he's they, you know, we're taking two months off so that and we have to get back into these again. Yeah. Um Batman versus Raza Ghoul number five by Neil Adams. Uh I'm probably not gonna read that. The dreaming so Yeah, the Sandman book still. Still around. I'm surprised about that. I'm surprised that made it made it back. Uh, Green Lantern season two. I'm surprised, still going. Grant but, Morrison. But Grant Morrison, yeah. Keep him happy if you can. Yeah. And Joker, Harley, Criminal Sin. Oh, wow, that thing's but still that's going. The they couldn't have got that out before the break. That's what I was just thinking. Oh my goodness. So we're coming back for that final. That's mm-hmm. that's nuts. Uh, and a Looney Tunes title, Mad Magazine title, still. Uh, Man Bat oh, wow. number two. Man Bat two. <laughs> Maybe we we'll get into more crap back here. Never mind. This is a resolicit. Um, this is because Man Bat's been out for a while. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're giving you a chance to. Oh, and it's a five issue miniseries now. Oh, yeah, but I see there two of five. Yeah. The other history of the DC universe. Oh yeah, we're gonna finish Rorschach. Forgot about that. We still got six, yep. seven issues of that left. Uh, Strange Adventures is still finishing up. There's three or four of those. Yeah, nine of twelve. Um, Sweet Tooth has a couple more left. Five of six. That's penultimate there. Um, and then we have Truth and Justice number two. I don't think I even paid attention to one. I don't. I don't remember number one. So it must yeah. have snuck out. Written by Brandon Easton. Well, it wouldn't be out yet. Well, maybe it would with the two months off. I don't even know. Yeah. Boy, I'm not paying attention. Yeah, it probably should have already been out. I'm thinking. Um, and then collecting Dark Knight's death metal specials. Yeah, the Darkest Knight's got its own trade paperback for twenty bucks. The Multiverse Who Laughs has its own trade paperback for 20 bucks. Batman Who Laughs. Batman Who Laughs gets a trade for 20 bucks. Deceased. Deceased gets a hardcover for 30. Batman Creature of the Night. That's that Kurt Busiek book. That was really good. I enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Golden Age Omnibus of Batman, the eighth one. This one yep. is a. Another $125 omnibus. Then the trade paperback for the third uh, arc of Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yeah, just a bunch of trades now. Trades and hardcovers. Yeah. You know, I'm... 
um, which I'm trying to get to the end here without missing anything. Can't see if anything jumps out. A lot of trades, a lot of hardcovers. Like, I mean, this seems like a more trades and hardcovers than normal mm -hmm. for a month, but maybe not. Um, but as far as comics go, um, we're finishing up some things that we had committed to over the summer. Um, I see a lot of those mini series uh, wrapping up, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let those run their course. Um, it looks like the main line got pared down quite significantly. Yeah, and I am curious as to what happens. Are we we need are we going to be launching any new mini series? Uh, mm -hmm. Any other new series at all? Because it looks like a lot of this stuff is winding down. And it'll just be gone. So well, so for me, what what they're doing that's working is they're the with Nightwing. I'm back in. Yep. I'm cover A, cover B, back in. Um, they're also going to get me with uh, Justice League Academy. Was it? Was it Justice League Academy? There's Teen Titans Academy. Teen Titans Academy. Yeah. Um, those are the two they're going to snag me with on this. Yeah. So yeah. So there are some orders. Yeah, that's true. And there are, you know, it's seven eight ten comics per week so for most of those weeks so that's that's a, that's that's a solid release schedule mm -hmm. um and we'll just see we'll see when when some of these miniseries ends what's what's in the pipeline is there going to be anything or are they just going to let them go and i'm actually very interested in this first arc of batman coming out um of this future state I don't think there's going to be any change at all. Um, well, there's this is part one of a new thing, and it, it seems like a real demon or detective. It seems like a, a nice little. It seems like a good written story in my mind. No, no. I think Nightwing will be significantly different. Yes, I hope so. Um, please, please be different. I would imagine Superman will be, um, mm -hmm. but I think Batman's just going to continue whatever storyline he was working on with whatever happened in this. Um, infinite frontier i just have this weird feeling that tinian was just waiting for this to have like a really good arc that's what i'm hoping oh i think he shot his wand but you shut up. maybe maybe he's got more in it so yeah that's pretty that that's a pretty solid um new i mean slate. i like the paring down i like the getting rid of trimming the fat um i i like the you know refocusing our writers on yeah. the good stuff and, and being there for it yeah and when i look at the um the checklist on the back, it, it doesn't look as pared down as what I felt it was at first. It, there's still plenty. There's still plenty of comics here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's easier to well, kind of focus on on some of these things because I don't think they're going to get lost. Yeah. Um, which is a good thing. All right. Um, let's head over to the Hot 10 and see what was hot this week. Oh, the stuff I'm already chasing, Drew. Yeah. We're heading over to our good friends at comicbookinvest.com. We're finding their hot 10. Their hot 10 for January the 8th, 2021. And, Drew, we're going to start where what you and I said to start last week with our picks of the week. Star Wars The High Republic number one. This spot will inherit the cover A and B covers. Both are selling in large quantities the $15 range. Cover C, the Hans, is selling for 30 so much for thinking this will be so abundantly ordered that supply would massively outweigh demand. 
Um, so, like we said before, and actually, like I, I ran into this week, so I ran into the act. I, I had a, our, a friend of mine going into our local LCS, and I was like, "Hey, when you're going in on Wednesday, when they open, grab me an extra, some extra Star Wars," and I handed him some cash. They had no Star Wars. They put zero on the shelf. On, on the at, at opening, at opening yes. on Wednesday, the day of release, they had zero Star Wars for sale. So that is a terrible LCS. That obviously, LCS. obviously said, I, I'd rather, I'd rather put it on eBay than sell it to anybody in my store. Yeah, or they were the only LCS in the history of the world that did not see that Star Wars is hot right now. <laughs> That's also not possible. At rank two, more of the same. Star Wars High Republic number one. The incentive variants. The Sway one in twenty five is selling for seventy dollars, and the Blanche one in ten for twenty. Star Wars Instant Insanity is at full force, and this is prior to the store variants going live, which should happen this week. And I almost pulled the trigger on the one in ten. Yeah. Well, it would have cost just because we knew it would have cost you be... twenty. To get the one into. Yeah, but I mean, I almost pulled the trigger just because I knew these would be crazy. At rank three, more Star Wars, but this time from our good friends at the old Dark Horse ones. We have Dawn of the Jedi, Force Storm number one, the second print, rose from fifty to three hundred and fifty this week. I know some of you are hating all this Star Wars stuff week after week, but the market is not going to slow down on Star Wars at all. That's crazy. At rank four, we have crossover number three, the Todd McFarlane foil, one per store variant, over $100, cool spawn cover, throw in foil, and then add in a good story, and that's how you end up with a three-figure variant. At rank five, Iron Man 2021 number five, the Frank Cho one in 25 variant, doing very well, especially considering all the Eternals covers and High Republic it's hitting sixty to seventy dollars pretty regularly. The, those that like Cho probably really like this cover. Yeah, it's, I like it. It's nice. And more Star Wars. Star Wars twenty twenty one. That's the the current issue. So this is the one that just came out from the actual Star Wars line. Uh, the issue number ten, the Terry Dodson one in twenty five variant, fifty to seventy dollars. Not surprising, as it is likely. This one wasn't heavily ordered, and it's a very nice Leia cover. Rank 7, we have America, number 1, the action figure variant by our good friend John Tyler Christopher. A 9.8 sold in November for $66. Now they're selling for 60 to 100 raw, and that's only if you can find them. Was this a, like a 1 in 10, or was this just an independently orderable one? I think that was independently orderable. Durable. Yeah, interesting. Something is killing the children. Number five, our good friend James Tinney the fourth. It was about a it was about a fifty dollar book last week, and now it is pushing ninety. This series continues to be amazing. I gotta dump these. I don't know why I still have them. I gotta go through my box and pull those things out because it can't. This can't last, right? No. No, it can't. The Paybacks, number one, Dark Horse book by Donny Cates. I remember that. No spoilers on the reason why this has jumped out of the dollar bins. 
but I can see it heading back to the dollar. <laughs> so our good friends at Comic Book Invest do not have faith in the spike here. And a new Usagi Yojimbo, number 16, the uh, John Centilauco, one in 10 variant, going for 40 to $50. These Usagi Yojimbo variants keep doing very well. Gorgeous covers, likely low print runs, and people keep buying them up. Our honorable mentions, we have the Imperial Valley Comic Con 2020, number 3, limited to 125 in November, this sold for $75. In December, around $125 to 150 And now, for over 250 A Virgin 9.8, capped at 100 issues, sold for 850 as well. Can't imagine why anybody would want this thing. It's Boba. It's Boba, that's yeah. why. Boba can do no wrong. And the neat little things they like to feature. We have Tom Mix Comics, number 9. There are only five graded copies on the census, and only one graded sale in the past five years when a 5.5 sold for $36. A raw, very fine copy sold this week for $1,500. That's definitely a bar fight going bad. Nice little bar fight on the cop cover there. Fantastic. Um, now, hot off the presses, we do have an FOC email from the good folks at Cowabunga and Deep Discount Comics. Um, Kyle, do you have that ready, or do you want me to take it? You take it real quick, because I did not pull the legit email up yet. Yes, so um, it does have some, some ordering notes here for you. Uh, because of the MLK Junior Holiday on Monday the 18th, DC Comics that would normally be due on the 17th will now be due on this Thursday, the 14th. So we've got... DC Comics are due this Sunday, the 10th. Everything else, Monday, the 11th. And then also DC again on the 14th. Those things that would be due on Monday, the 18th, are now due Sunday, the 14th, not Thursday, the 14th. Is that what he's saying? No, I think he meant Thursday, the 14th. Yes, Thursday, the 14th. Woo! Anyway, um, <laughs> so some of the items that he's that Eric's um, uh, selected for us: uh, the Future State Harley Quinn, uh, one of two, is going to do a second print already. Uh, the Future State Wonder Woman number two of two, Jenny Frizen cardstock variant, looks very nice. The Future State Justice League number two of two, the Kale and Goo. Uh, cardstock variant. Lovely. Um, it's a $7 book, but whatever. Um, Batman <laughs> Catwoman number three is a Jim Lee, Scott Williams variant cover. And uh, it looks very nice. And then Last Ronin, TMNT Last Ronin number two of five. Um, gorgeous cover. Who's the red? Who's the red? Um, that Raphael? Yes, indeed. He looks With awesome. Size. He looks awesome. Um, but if this is the last run, and I think, yeah, yeah, <laughs> don't just say I think it's a different thing. A different thing. Okay. Um, and then we have Deep Beyond Number One. Um, it's a twelve-issue miniseries from Image Comics by Mirko and Dolfo, uh, David Goy, and Andrea Bricardo. 
so a new image series. We're going to do a Spawn Compendium, Volume 1. This is a new edition of the Compendium. And it's uh, normally 60 bucks. You can get it for $35. Get some Spawn. Then we have that amazing Spider-Man with that great cover that we liked so much. That web, yep, web cover. Yeah, it's going to second printing. And the cover is just as cool. Just a little bit like a negative relief of that. It looks a little different. Um, call it the red cover yeah and then there's a one in 50 version of that second printing that is black and white pencils of that cover uh, that you can also get for 100 bucks um star wars high republic number two is on this foc and i think you should buy it (laughs) (laughs) um and then we have redemption number one from uh diodata jr from Arders arter's Artists, writers, and artisans, Chris Faust and Mike Diodata. We, we like this their stuff. They normally do really well, so you should probably check this out. Another publisher we like a lot, Aftershock, has Maniac of New York, number one, um, from Elliot Kalan and Andrea Muti, so uh, offered as well. It looks pretty darn good also. So those are the, Jesus, 15, 12 books that... <laughs> Uh, Eric selected. Is there anything left for us to talk about? Must be a heck of an FOC. <laughs> yes. Yep. And we'll start and we'll see if we can find anything in this FOC our own. Of course, we've got a bunch of second printings from DC. Future State uh, Next Batman number one going to a second print. Number two going to a second print. Dark Detective number one going to a second print. Harley Quinn going to a second print. Future State Wonder Woman going to a second print. Swamp Thing going to a second print. Yeah. And it looks like I think that's the same art, but I don't, huh. no, it doesn't. I don't think that is the same art now that I, th- I look at it. Oh, really? Might, really? Yeah. Well, they don't usually do that, right? Yeah, because so Future State Next Batman number one, one of four, has the the name on it. And I don't think they did that, did they? Or was that just, they're just redoing one of the other C covers or something? Yeah. That's up. Are you surprised this many are going into second printings? Yeah, I, I thought this was a bust and nobody cared. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm also pleasant pleasantly surprised. Um, so I'm happy. And it looks like they're going very thematic with these second prints. Like all these th- second prints have the same theme, and it's your your character and your silhouette and your your one your your three shot of them. Um, so these may be something to buy and for a penny and for a pound. But we do have, I mean, they may have just thought of, they were like, oh, no matter what, we're going with the second print because we have a cool theme. And if that's the case, then you may want to buy these because the print run will be tiny because nobody cares. Yeah, that's maybe that's possible. Well, we have DC Love is a Battlefield one shot. Um, and... Man Bat number one. So we were just talking about Man Bat. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have, could have swore it was already out. So I got confused there. Um, it's actually coming out February 2nd. Right in the midst of all this Future State stuff. So I, I for some reason I thought they were not doing anything besides Future State. So I was a little off there. 
I kind of thought the same thing. Like, at one point in the press releases, we're going to put our books on hold and do future state. Yeah. Uh, we get a, we get the fifth Rorschach as well, and some trades and dreaming, and then we have another batch of DC comics that for the next FOC, which is, which have more future states. Um, no second printings here in this batch that I can see. No, none. And um, yeah, an American Vampire, a Bat Batman, Catwoman. The 11th Green Lantern, Season 2, um, and that's about it. And Sweet Tooth, uh, number Sweet 4. Sweet Tooth. So, so the, yeah. yeah, so all those all those Black Label-ish books are going to continue. And, it's, and, yeah, for some reason I was I got a little confused there. I apologize for that. And those are your books that are due on the Thursday, the 14th. Yes. Probably ought to just, you know. Put them all in at the same time. Get them all done this weekend. Yeah. Now that puts DC to bed. Yes. So Matt can't writing fear case because we're here in our uh, oh our dark horse books. Oh really? A no nonsense Secret Service agent and his new age partner investigate a mysterious box known as the fear case. Which has appeared throughout history at sites of disasters and tragedies. Wonder what his new age partner means. Yeah, is that is that like supernatural thing, or is that just like a, a different like he's an old school and he's a new school type of guy? Yeah, I might check this out. This sounds kind of good. Yeah, because from the three different uh, three different covers, it looks like we just got a young guy and an old guy. Okay, that makes sense then. I have chained to the grave. That's Brian Level, Kate Sharon. It's an IDW book about the outlaw Roy Mason who has come back from the dead, chained to the headstone that marked his grave. It's kind of cool. Another Liefeld, uh, Snake Eyes, Dead Game. Okay, Drew. Here we have some craziness. Okay. So we have Star Wars The High Republic Adventures, an IDW series spinning out of the same High Republic timeline that we're getting with the hottest books around. Okay. But your average... Star Wars person isn't going to probably notice these IDW releases. Well, or they're not even going to know the difference. Correct. <laughs> and we may get some different first appearance characters in these ones. Or... So here's another <laughs> jumping off point. Uh, I wonder how much that 1 in 10 is. The Yale Nath version. I can't tell. In copy incentive, I don't know. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I think I'm gonna get one. I would assume it's twenty bucks because that's what the uh, TMNT ten copy incentive is. Okay. Um, 
All right, I'm going to make my order as we're going down here, and I'm going to say I want three of those. You want three of those? I want three Star Wars High Republic Adventures number one from IDW. And I want one, because I'm yeah. not crazy. Yeah. Now, look at, the, look at that last Ronin. Yep. So that's not Raphael on the cover? Did you read last Ronin number one? No. Read, read that, and then we'll talk. Oh, okay, so it's a spoiler? Yep. Gotcha. Ooh, Transformers Beast Wars. I was never into the Beast Wars stuff. It's very all-agey. It's a very softer version of mine. Oh, was it? My Transformers. Yeah. So there's a lot of Momoka covers... Peach Momoko covers on this. Oh, um, okay, yeah, we're down into image and we're in deep beyond number one, right? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah. And then also a Stefan Sejic cover for that. I love that. <laughs> He's awesome. Yeah, and in deep beyond we are in an underpopulated future Earth devastated by the dire consequences of the millennium bug the survival of mankind and maybe the planet itself is handled by a small number of people talented scientists who despite the adverse situation and the stupid feuds that continue to divide the small number of people still alive try to understand and study what is hidden in the depths of the abyss something mysterious and dangerous which could eventually cause an even worse and more destructive catastrophe are they underwater or are they <laughs> In space. Yeah, I don't know. Now, the uh, incredibly hard to find. They're underwater. Graphic fantasy number one, which is the um, real first appearance of Savage Dragon mm. um, from long, long ago in the early days of Image. Um, it's an 1982 fanzine. And you can see him on the cover there. They're re they're giving you a facsimile edition of this because you're not going to be able to find this very very many yeah. places, and it's very it's very expensive if you do find it. So uh, I think that's kind of cool that they're doing that. I like them jumping on the facsimile train. Yeah, I think it's kind of nifty. We got a slew of image firsts for Ascender number one, Bitter Root one, Die one, Philadelphia number one. Mirko and Dolfo, Mercy One, Old Guard, and Undiscovered Country. All their first issues. Get the dollar treatment. I'm assuming they're still a dollar. Mm -hmm. Yes. And of course, the glorious Walking Dead number eight. Only three covers, Kyle. Only three. We've we've gone down a little bit. It's time for yep. uh, another spike here soon. Pretty disappointing. I apologize. Uh, uh, what do you think about the second printing of that that Amazing Spider-Man? They are. It's a cool. I, I mean, I like the I I like the art on the first print better, but uh, it'll sell. That's for darn sure. Think it will. Yeah. I don't know. You don't think people will pick up the red? I don't know. Maybe. So, Drew, we have the Avengers Mech Strike, number one. So, 
we've turned the Avengers into Voltron. <laughs> oh, gosh. But do we care about the first appearance of any of these suits? I don't Probably know. not. I don't know. Now, do we have a? Are we doing a timeless Hawkeye? Is that is that what I'm seeing on that Avengers? Or did we already do a timeless Hawkeye? Oh, we're just doing sketches now. Well, the Virgin. No, there's the Virgin. That's very nice. Yeah. yeah, we've already had that one, I think. Have we? Yeah. That or they all blend together now. That's quite possible. We could be doing another round of these. We have to do three or four before we're getting into our boy uh, Moon Knight. <laughs> he would be in this round. If He would be in the Hawkeye round, damn it. Yeah. King in black, black knight. I don't, these all blend together. I have no idea what they are. King in black, Gwenum versus Garnage. Mm -hmm. um, King in black, Marauders. King in black, Return of the Valkyries. I have no idea what any of them are. Um, we are milking that cow, man. We are going to just suck the life out of that IP. <laughs> so, Drew, we have Star Wars High Republic, number two, right? Yes. Well, there's a variant that's got a $40 price tag on it, right? By my girl. By your girl, Ashley Witter. Yep. I, I'm, not, I'm not buying a $40. Okay. Just yeah, I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I can't see the cover anyway, so. But we know it's going to be good. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Well, you have all those Afra covers that I didn't get, and they were... They were just independently orderable, I think. Mm. I just meant because it's your girl. She's going to do a good job. Yeah, well, I, I got you. And the regular Star Wars cover, we should probably start paying a little bit of attention to the the mainline title again. Mm -hmm. um, we got Way Wedge Antilles in here, Shara Bay. Uh, there's a Lando Calrissian uh, appearance in this issue. Uh all, all of these characters garner respect in the back market for a, a lot of these things. We've got mm -hmm. a, a Max Rebo uh, action figure variant for Star Wars Eleven as well. Um, it's, We're not being shown the the Diane Mora. So I I, I mean might be time to. Start, start picking these up again if you if you dropped off like I have. Mm -hmm. Now we have the the we have nonstop Spider-Man number one, a die cut variant, and your boy Joe Kelly's the writer. Oh, cool! Yeah, and Dale Eaglesham, who did the Shazam series, is doing the inside mm -hmm. art with Chris Bacalo. Um, we've got a. We have classified, not classified. We have classified uh, as the as the synopsis. Now I'm not loving this cover art, but that's probably because it's a die cut. Like, yeah. is it literally a die cut? So that that would like the cover would come out, and that would still be 
like there's a there's a cut around that spider-man i'm guessing yeah if you can see you can click it down at the bottom there's two versions of the cover so I oh assume. i see what you're saying yeah. ah there we go okay now it's now it's a little cooler um yeah but joe kelly we that was like he did an awesome run of deadpool that made me yeah. like dead deadpool yep a great um, writer on that is this something that is of interest do you think to be, remember how many printings did uh joe kelly's deadpool go through that yeah that first one went to like 10 prints it was crazy yeah so i'm gonna think about that yeah that's an option all right that does it all for marvel on this one talked about redemption already from artists writers and artisans oh wow last witch went to a second print from boom specter inspectors uh <laughs> that's great that's a great i love that title um as that all ag art style with Bo and McCurdy art in the cover, but I mean, I like it. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like a boom book to me. That's something I'll check out for sure. Jenny Frizen doing Luna number one above those. She, I mean, she's got a variant, I should say. It's not actually her book. For fans of Faithless and Die, come a new dark thriller from acclaimed writer and artist Maria. Love it. About a young woman named Teresa who's plagued by prophetic dreams that connect her to something powerful, something divine. Um, if if you've ever been to uh, a Comic Con where Greg Capullo has been tabling, uh, his lines are ridiculous, and it, you don't want to wait in them. So for thirty seven dollars, you can just get the Joker 80th anniversary signed by Capullo. Hey. And not have to wait in any lines if you ever go to a con again anyway. <laughs> what are these cons you speak of? So that's really that's really tempting. Because yeah. it is a pain to try to get a Capullo signature. Yeah. Too damn popular. Skipping some dynamite stuff. Back down to a, oh, that was that Where? maniac of New York that Eric had singled out uh, by aftershock. It looks pretty good. Yeah, Oni Press putting out yet another Rick and Morty one shot. And I believe that's all I have. But wow, there's some good stuff in here. Yep. After some crappy FOCs the last couple of weeks. Yep. And put me in for a Star Wars High Republic number two. I don't think I ever ordered the, the mainline title number two on that one. You want 14 copies of that? No. Just one? Three of the IDW series. Yep. Number one. And one of the number two from the mainline. Sounds good. And four, four, four Ashley Witters. 
cannot afford. <laughs> yeah, so that's good stuff in there. And um, yeah, pretty cool. Now, uh, Cover Price has done um, a great job of scouring the eBay sales and putting together a top 10 and a bottom 10 of the hottest selling uh, secondary market comics. Uh, Kyle, you want to take the top 10 or the bottom 10? I will go ahead and start us off with the top 10. Uh, and wait, am I starting at one again? I forget how we do this. I think you, I think we went down to number one, so you could do it one to 10 again. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 55. Uh, of course, this is the hot cover we talked about. Uh, you could pre-sale the, and get a 9.8 CGC. And those are 200 bucks. That's crazy. Huh. That's no. 289 copies moved on the secondary market. Okay, so that changes my mind about that FOC for the second print yeah. then. I'm definitely getting one. There you go. At rank two, we have Captain America number one, the 1996 uh, iteration. There's a variant. And yep, the variant for this book that littered 25 cent bins for years moved 24 copies and had a high sale of almost $22 for a raw. Wow, that's weird. And boy, is it ugly. What's the deal? We'll get to that at rank three, Captain America <laughs> number one from 1996. A noted, as noted above, Ricky Barnes' heat is strong. However, other sites who jumped on this news had it wrong causing this issue to move 84 copies with a seven-day trend of 349% and a high sale of $250 for CGC 9.8. Now, here's the kicker. Many other places have claimed Captain America number one as the first Ricky Barnes. However, she first appeared in Wizards Heroine Reborn 1-2. Half. On the half issue. Is it half or is it one and two? No. Heroes Reborn ha number half. one half. Yeah. Okay. Both on the cover and almost every page within, which has was printed two months before Captain America number one in September of 1996. Captain America number one was released in November of 96. Granted, some of the bait that will come up surrounding this will be how it was a mail-away order from Wizard Magazine number 61. So it really depends on how long it took Wizard to fulfill those orders. However, with that said, many collectors most likely hand this uh, likely hand this in hand before the November issue of Captain America. It's also worth noting that this half issue also had a platinum variant. So there you have it. If you have Ricky Barnes on your bingo list for 2021, you win a square on that tile. That is a convoluted and complex formula there, and I yeah. hated those wizard things, man. Yeah. Hated him. At rank four, we have the Nomad Girl Without a World number one from 2009. Recently, Marvel scooper Roger Wardell reappeared on Twitter to share some Falcon and Winter Soldier speculation, specifically on how actress Erin Kellyman may be secretly playing the role of Ricky Barnes, who is Bucky's granddaughter which will eventually lead her to taking on the Nomad mantle. Keep in mind, this is all very unconfirmed. However, that didn't stop sales from catching fire, helping her first appearance as Nomad 
though she kind of had a cameo at the end of Onslaught Reborn number 5, where she crossed over into our world, which is where this series picks up from. In this issue, to move 20 copies, $30 for a raw, boy does this character sound super convoluted and hard to figure. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it does. At, yeah, at rank 5, we have Amazing Spider-Man 365 from 1992. Wow, this first preview appearance of Spider-Man 2029, or 2099 has taken off recently. Collectors are prepping for Into the Spider-Verse 2, moving 49 copies, a CGC 9.8 going for $265. We're holding, right? We're holding on 2099, is that what you're asking? Yeah, we're holding until uh, Into the Spider-Verse 2 comes out. No, sell now, because if it turns out he's not in it, you've got nothing. Yeah. And he's a quarterback again. He's got to be in it. But is there anything to him? Well, was there anything to Miles? Yes! Kid that wears What's the Jordan's, Puerto Rican, and black kid from New York. He's an awesome character. Well, so is twenty ninety nine. Okay, give me anything about him. Well, I'm ready. He's from twenty ninety nine. Gotcha. He's a cool. He's a cool character. Uh, <sighs> I like him all, man. I like Spider Gwen. You uh, you big Spider Ham guy. Most of the well, I am now. Yeah, with John with Mulaney doing it. The, yeah, Mulaney doing yeah. it. Yeah. You can get out of rehab. <laughs> At rank six, we have the Mighty Avengers 13 from 2008. There are loose rumors. Uh, nobody even knows where they originated from. That the secret Avengers will appear in the MCU. This issue contains the first appearance of the Secret Warriors. Though there are several different versions. So it's unknown which team this rumor is favoring. The rumor spread enough to move 45 copies of this. And a 9.6 going for 100 bucks. Crazy. Boy, people are grasping at straws at the moment. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 55, the Pat Gleason Virgin exclusive. Uh, almost 200 bucks for a raw on this one. It was limited to 2,500 copies. Uh, 20 sold. Ugh, man, this cover's awesome. Spider-Verse number one, the Nyuk Walmart variant, still sealed. While this issue featured the full first full appearance of Spider-Zero, it's simply the awesome cover featuring some of the hottest Spider-based characters. While we wouldn't call these Walmart exclusives rare, they have been selling very well with most collectors buying the sealed three-pack, moving 35 copies, $35 for a sealed set. And these came out in 2019. Um, at rank 9, the Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes 29, the second print. This features the first cover appearance of War Widow. However, the current market heat is around its second print scarcity. $60 for Raw. And at rank 10, Ultimate Marvel Team Up number 5. When the Ultimate Universe modeled their Nick Fury on Samuel L. Jackson, it just worked perfectly. So when it came to casting Nick Fury for the MCU, there was only one very obvious choice. What's surprising is how long it took this first appearance of Ultimate Nick Fury to trend. It sold 13 copies um, and had a 7-day trend of up 344%. And $400 for a CGC 9.8. Keep in mind, Samuel L. Jackson's likeness 
wasn't really used until Ultimates number two. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's weird that it took that long for anybody to catch on or to make a big deal about it. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, number 11, The Mighty Thor, number one. Uh, this is, uh, if you haven't heard, the immensely respected masked rapper MF Doom died in October. And this hip-hop cover honors his 2004 Mad Villainy uh, soul studio album. Uh, with Mad Lib. So, uh, there you go. That's why it's hot. And Amazing Spider-Man 55, the Nick Schumacher 1 in 10 variant. This is a PS5 game variant. Had some nice mm-hmm. boosts from Pat Gleason's hot cover. Uh, but this 1 in 10 variant sold just 35 copies um, and, and sold $20, $20 for a raw copy. Um, and it was a 1 in 10. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the cover A is outselling the, the 1 in 10. That's awesome. Uh, Daredevil 25 still tr- still charting um, with the Electra as Daredevil. Um, it sold 32 copies and had a high sale of 40 bucks for a raw copy. I'm going longer than I thought. Uh, Marvel Superheroes Secret Wars number 8. Uh, this is great cover. A long undervalued classic cover is officially no longer undervalued. Market price have spiked. Swimming really well. It had a high sale of $550 for a CGC 9.8. How many of these, this book do you think you've touched in your life? Different books, different times you've held number eight? Mm, 50. 50, yeah. Uh, Spider Verse. selling full sets of that Secret Wars. Oh, yeah. Time and yeah. time again. Spider Verse number eight, or number one, uh, the, the Todd Knock Walmart variant, uh, sealed Walmart pack landed on our top 10 this week mostly due to sell many sellers flipping them in those packers however grading them is the way to go as seen by this week's high sale of 185 dollars for a cgc 98 it's All a great right. cover and also features the first appearance of spider zero fantastic four 353 comes in at rank 16 from 1991 this is the first appearance of mobius m mobius um, who will be played by Owen Wilson in Loki. And this wow. sold uh, $66 for a Near Mint Plus raw copy. Icon number one, the collector's edition, polybagged edition, that's cool. That's, this icon is back in the mix again. Um, this sort of development news surrounding Static. This sold 19 copies and had a high sale of $300 for the CGC 9.8. Um, this A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, number two, um, from Behemoth Comics. This creepy variant is incredibly hard to find. Collectors turn to online sales, helping move 17 copies with a seven-day trend of 160% and $30 for a raw. Uh, Daredevil 181, the amazing 181. I love this comic. It's amazing how... Low prices hit with this death of Electra. Her recent appearance as Daredevil brought renewed attention to her first appearance. It sold 10 copies and had a high sale of $175 for a CGC 9.8. It's a classic key, man. Uh, that should be that should be worth that forever. Um, mm-hmm. uh, at rank 20, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes number 40. The Stormbreakers variant from 2020. This is a one per store variant. Um, so it's $30 for a raw and I'm sick of one per store variants. I'm never going to get them. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah so they're um, irrelevant to us. They were low. Uh, those and secret variants both drive me crazy. Although I like the one per store variants because they're usually being given for free to store comic shops, giving them the opportunity to make a pretty good bit of money off of them. So I guess. Gotcha. Sure. Why not? More the merrier. <laughs> That's right. So from that and all of our other speculation stuff, we're going to head on into our sneak peek at next week. Uh, and Drew, we're going to have an easy time with our DC titles from UCS. I don't know. There's a lot to look over here. Four, four so trades. Like, yeah, there are no floppy comics and a total of five trades. All right. So we found a monster heroes in crisis. Birds of Prey, Batman the Chalice, and 100 Bullets Omnibus. Okay. So I'm officially saying do not go in on Tuesday to your LCS. <laughs> no, no reason. No reason whatsoever. But let's head on over to some of our other publishers and see what Wednesday's releases have for us. Let's start with Image. Uh, nice to see a, uh, an issue of A Man Among Ye coming out. Um Little, little delayed. It's supposed to be a July comic, so uh, I enjoyed the first three very much. So I'm looking forward to this one. There you go. W. Maxwell Prince, writer of Ice Cream Man, has come out with another freak show book of his. Uh, ha ha! Coming out. We have two, one, two, three covers on that one. One of them being a blank one about a crazy clown. That's going to give me nightmares, so I'm not reading that. Yeah, I think I think all six of them are about different types of clowns, and they're different creators that are um, coming in on it. So it's going to have a different art style on each one. It's uh, yeah. it's weird. Crossover two going to a second print. Uh, looks like they've just recolored. So that's cool. You used to give DC Department crap Truth, about that. Number one going to a third. Number two going to a second. Number three going to a second. On, all on Department of Truth. Take a good long look at the. Um, well, you, yeah, you can just skip over Dark Horse and IDW, I think, unless you're seeing something there. Nope, moving on. Yeah, uh, but let's take a long look at Amazing Spider-Man covers. <laughs> um, a Mark Bagley. It's good, solid. Is this does this do anything for you, Kyle? Last time you were right. So, yeah. is that uh, I mean, is that is that an investable? Out, out. Just not quite the same, right? Not quite. Not quite the same. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna believe you next time, though. You'd think you'd catch on by now, Drew. Yeah. Uh, the Captain America facsimile edition is three fifty four. Uh, first U.S. agent, and not as interesting to me. Also, Gwen Stacy enters the fray against the King in Black in King in Black Gwenem versus Carnage. Boy, her costume is ugly as Gwenem compared to how awesome and unique it is as Spider-Gwen. Yeah. No, she's not Spider-Gwen anymore. She's uh, ghost, ghost spider, ghost spider, yeah, ghost spider. Boy, I hate that too. <laughs> uh, we have the Star Wars Darth Vader number nine. 
And uh, we're back on Mustafar. The Assassin Returns. Looks pretty good. I tell you, I was on Mustafar with, in my uh, virtual reality game. Oh, in your uh, Oculus? Nice. Yeah, yeah, it was very was cool. Was it hot? A lot of lava happening. Was it really that impressive to have the high ground? It was. It was so. It was so good. <laughs> and that's a great uh, Darth Vader um, Empire Strikes Back Cup variant with Chewbacca and um, C three PO. I do not think we had access to this cover back when it was FOC. Yeah, um, but I like that a lot. Chris Sprouse doing that cover, Chewie and three PO. Yeah, I don't remember that. I, I think I would have picked that up. Anything else tickle your fancy? Nib, I'm digging through the back half stuff, the smaller publishers. You're all the way down there. Yep. What's Ascendia? That's Wake Entertainment. Okay, yeah. As Ascendia. It's A-S-C-E-N-C-I-A. Um, it's from Wake Entertainment, and it's 150 years in the future. The city of Ascendia towers above its sister city, Bethany, in perpetual dominance. Uh, it's written by John Dolmayan. With art by Tony Parker. Interesting. We also have Serial Number One from Abstract Studios, written by Terry Moore. Um, this is the a new a new series featuring Zoe uh, from Rachel Rising in five years. So. Oh, okay. So it won't be her first appearance, but it'll be her first series. And from the artist, um, Derek Robertson for, of The Boys, comes Space Bastards, number one, from Humanoids Incorporated. Six dollars. Six dollars. Humanoids. You're killing me. Boy, um, that's it. Man, I, I hate to do this, Kyle, but I'm probably going <sighs> to... Yeah, I'm, I'm on the fence. I don't like clowns enough to pick that ha ha book, so mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the uh, Darth uh, the Darth Vader number nine B. Uh, I really like Chewie and three PO on the cover, yep. and Star Wars are hot, so I'm going to mine that one more time. Yep, and I am going to flounder because there is nothing that I care at all about. Jeez. I mean, I, I, the ha ha is a as an opportunity you don't like clowns either though yeah i think a lot of people are gonna pick this up and just get a goosebumps and a shiver run down their spine and put it right back <laughs> interesting do you feel any confidence in um Gwenum? that's the other one i'm leaning at right now 
Yeah, King and Black, Gwenum versus Carnage, number one. You okay with the egg cover? Yep, I like the egg cover the best of them. Not a big week. But maybe y'all can find something yeah, in this week know. that we are missing. So this is your opportunity to send us an email, find us on Twitter, Instagram, and say, wait, 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 there was some buried treasure in this release week, and you best get it. Because we, unfortunately, have been unable to uncover it. But we've tried. Um, so be part of the podcast. Make sure you write in and tell us what's going on here. If you Or maybe even agree with a couple of things that we picked up. Tell us that too. We'd love to hear it. We thank you so much for joining us for Drew and for myself. See you.